Casey Cardinia Libraries would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands on which this podcast was recorded. We wish to pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and to any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples listening. Hello and welcome to Book Matters, a Casey Cardinia Libraries podcast for people who love reading. My name is Janine and I love chatting about books to people who write books or read books. So sit back, tune in and you may just discover your next great read. In this episode, I get to chat to US author Kimberly Bell about her latest novel, Dear Wife. We also speak to Emily, who delivers our Book a Librarian service and find out what the library offers in regards to training and help. And as always, we have plenty of book reviews coming up, so keep listening. Kimberly Bell is the USA Today and internationally best-selling author of six novels. Her third novel, The Marriage Lie, was a semi-finalist in the 2017 Goodreads Choice Awards for the Best Mystery and Thriller and a number one e-book bestseller in the UK and Italy. She sold rights to her books in a dozen languages, as well as film and television options. Kimberly currently divides her time between Atlanta, Georgia and the Netherlands. Her latest book is a domestic suspense novel called Dear Wife. Hello, Kimberly, and welcome to Book Matters. Thank you for joining us all the way from Atlanta in the USA. Thank you so much for having me. I was just listening to you saying about the dividing time between uh, here and Amsterdam and it made me a little sad because I haven't been able to, I'm supposed to be there right now. Oh no. And yeah, there's no hope of international travel, at least from Australia, that's for sure, for quite some time. So I suppose you guys are in the same position. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. We're hunkered down and just kind of waiting things out. Although Georgia, the state where I live is officially slowly reopening they've opened some businesses salons which is to me i don't i don't understand that you can go bowling here in atlanta now (laughs) but i'm gonna stay at home for a little bit longer i think that's wise can you tell us a bit more about yourself and how you became an author sure so um writing is actually kind of my second career i guess i worked for a really long time in um, nonprofit fundraising, and I loved it, but I always kind of, I don't know, I've always been a big reader, and writing was something kind of like a secret dream for me for a really long time. I thought I had a story or two to tell, but I was caught up in, you know, just my work, and actually being an author isn't really a get-rich-quick scheme. No. So <laughs> I, I needed the paycheck, and, you know, so I just got caught up in that whole business, and then 2008 hit, and the market crashed, and I literally lost my job overnight. I thought, well, I can go back out and get another job, or maybe this is a sign from the universe telling me, you know, it's time to do this thing that you always thought you wanted to do. So I thought I'm just going to go for it. And so I started writing, I wrote a book and then I wrote another book and um, started trying to find an agent and go through the whole publishing process. Like I said, that was 2008. And my first book came out in 2014. So that tells you a little bit. There's no such thing as an overnight success. Never. What is it they say? What is the saying? Something like it's, it takes 10 years to make an overnight success. (laughs) (laughs) How long do you spend writing? Do you write every day? I do, especially when I'm on deadline. I mean, I'm working every day, but right now I'm on deadline. And so I try to touch my manuscript every single day. And I work with a software that kind of, I put my 
deadline in and it counts back how many words I have to do per day. So I'm real focused on word counts and, um, and, and just getting the words on the paper. I've just read your latest book over here called Dear Wife, which has only just come out over here in Australia. And I've got to say, it was an absolute page turner. I couldn't put it down. So can you tell our listeners what it was all about? Sure. So Dear Wife is a story of a woman named Beth, and she is on the run from an abusive husband. Um, she's been planning her escape for, you know, almost a year now. And she one day finds a chance and she gets in her car and she just runs. And woven throughout her story is the story of an, a man named Jeffrey who returns home from a business trip to find his wife, uh, Sabine, gone. She's taken almost nothing with her, um, left no clues as to where she went or why. So he calls the police, uh, Detective Marcus, and starts digging into Jeffrey and Sabine's life. And the more he digs, the more he finds that maybe things weren't so um, rosy nice on yeah. the surface as, as Jeffrey would have liked him to believe. To me, I put it in the genre of like domestic suspense or domestic noir, which is a relatively new subgenre of crime. Is there a reason you chose to write in this style? And what sort of research did you do to formulate your stories? Well, domestic suspense, really all my books fall kind of in the domestic suspense um, genre. It's maybe a little less new of a genre here in the States, but it's, you know, it's these suspense stories that are formed around a familial band. Mm. So, you know, husband, wife, I've done books about missing kids, the relationships around the home. Yeah. Um, and for me, that is just something that, you know, I think everybody is immediately can relate to because Absolutely. everybody has those relationships and everybody can imagine like, what would that be like if that happened to me? Um, and that those are the stories that I like to read and, and I'm just drawn to them to write them. Dear wife, um, like I said, you know, it's, it's a story really about this, this couple, Beth and her husband it's about domestic abuse, basically. And it's my second book that I've written that, that has something to do with domestic abuse. The first is Three Days Missing, which I'm not sure is out in Australia yet. It's, it's something that, come, that came out of my own personal life. A dear friend of mine, one of my best friends, um, was in one of those relationships. Mm. And we knew them as a couple. We actually met them through our boys. They have a son around the same age as ours yeah. and they were friends for many years and we became like family friends. We went on vacations together and, you know, we spent tons of time together and we had no idea, mm. none. And so it's, it's a subject that is near to me and that I'm very passionate about, mm. passionate enough that it, that it fueled two, two novels yeah. from me. Wow. I, I, when I finished Dear Wife, I called my friend and I said, I think I'm done writing about you now, but oh. I never say never. I don't know. You know, it may come back at some point. Yeah. Look, the thing I loved about your book was that I was convinced I knew what was going on in that book until you threw that huge curveball in towards the end. I'm not going to say anything. There are no spoilers here, but boy, you know, I just didn't see that curveball coming either. I love yeah. it when I find a new author and then I find they've got a backlist to read. So I've already downloaded exactly. another one one of your books and that's definitely on the agenda it's really exciting when you're not writing what are your hobbies how what's your outlet 
Well, I used to have a lot of hobbies that were out of the house and now I'm stuck in the <laughs> exactly. house. <laughs> because my job is so sedentary because I'm sitting all the time. I one of my big hobbies and and things that I I crave during the day is to get up and move my body and yeah. if that's just going for a walk or um yoga. I I kind of go through phases as to what my favorite kind of kind of activity is. Right now I'm really into cycling, which is a good thing because we have a Peloton bike in the basement. Um, otherwise I would be going totally stir crazy. Oh, but sometimes yeah. it's yoga and sometimes it's just getting out and walking. Well, I think we've got a whole new respect for you lovely writers, you know, seeing we're all stuck at home now. We can understand how that's what you do normally anyway. I suppose the difference is that you usually got nobody else in the house so you can concentrate on what you're doing, but it's a bit different at the moment. That is exactly the difference. And I was complaining about it with a couple of my writing friends. I was like, these people never leave my house. Like, this is my <laughs> office, you know, it's my place. And now all of a sudden I have two people who are coming in and drinking coffee and talking to me the whole time. I'm like, no, 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 we have to be quiet now. <laughs> yeah, I must admit, I follow Jane Green on Instagram because I've read quite a few of her, her books. And I know she lives in a different state to you, but she's absolutely going mad being at home with yeah. her husband. And I think she's got about four kids that are all there as well. And they're all cooking and they're all making a mess. And she's nearly going nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's definitely dear. Uh, different than normal. Yeah, yeah. And what What's happening with you now? So you've got a new book coming out over in the States in June, I believe. And are you writing another one at the same time? I am. So I am pretty much on a book a year kind of schedule. And so my next book, it's called Stranger in the Lake. It comes out on June 9th here in the States. And then I have a book due at the end of the summer. Oh, wow. So I'm about halfway. And that's the one, I guess, good thing about everything that's been going on is I've been getting, uh, this book is coming a lot faster than normally. Right. Usually it takes me probably six to eight months for a really uh, solid first draft. And I'll probably have this one done in four. <laughs> oh, well, you might I have know. more time to just take some time off and relax after that. And that's what I'm aiming for. I'm really hoping that if I can get this thing off my plate by like mid July, then I can enjoy what's left of the summer if oh, there's going to be anything good. left I don't know <laughs> yeah oh well hopefully we'll keep our fingers crossed and we're just coming into winter over here so we're the exact opposite mm. to you while you've been in isolation um what books have you read recently or what are you reading at the moment so I am lucky that I get um all sorts of books that are not quite out yet I get you know sneak advanced peaks, reading so. copies Mm-hmm. Yes. So I have, I'm looking at the books right now. I have one by um, Wendy Walker. She, her first one that came out was called um, All is Not Forgotten. It's fabulous, but she's got a new one coming in, I believe September. It's called Don't Look For Me. So that's Ooh, one of the ones. That sounds Maya. good. And then Danielle Girard, um, Sonia York, Stories We Never Told. What sort of books do you like reading? Do you like reading books that are in the same genre that you write or do you like stepping into something totally different as a bit of a you know release? I read tons in my own genre and part of it is for fun because those are the books that I really enjoy reading and a lot. It's also probably a good 50% for just making sure I keep abreast of what's coming onto the market okay. and where, where the trends are headed things like that. But I really do enjoy reading them as well. Um, it doesn't feel like work at all for oh, me. Oh, that's good. Um, but I also read a lot of romance 
I like historical fiction occasionally. Seeing we're all locked down in isolation at the moment, um, have you been binge watching anything on Netflix or TV that you can recommend for us? What have I been? I've been watching a lot of stuff. So my daughter is home. She goes to school in New York City. And as soon as things got really bad there Mm. and they canceled her school, um, she came home. So we've been doing a lot of um, Real Housewives. Oh, no, really? (laughs) (laughs) So I love all the Housewives, but she has not watched them. So I'm introducing her, you know, show by show. And we're just working our way through the Housewives. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Now, look, don't tell me you watch the Kardashians. She does. Oh, I, yeah, she does. She does. I'm afraid so. Oh, well, that's okay. That's okay. Now, I've read in your bio that I read out that um, your books have been optioned for movies. Is there any, mm-hmm. any news on that? That would be so exciting. Wouldn't it? Yeah. No. So I've sold three, and that's including Dear Wife, to either TV or film. Um, one of them... Three Days Missing, which is the story that I was talking about before, um, also with uh, some domestic suspense angle in it. Um, They just renewed the option for that. Well, that's a good sign. that's a good sign, right? Yeah, so that's a good sign. And then Dear Wife is brand new. We haven't even announced it yet. It's that new. Or uh, The Marriage Lie is the other one, and it's all, you know... And there seems it's to be a lot of books being made into movies or TV movies now, right. which I think is fantastic. So many, and so many get sold, and you think, oh, yay, my, you know, this yeah. great, it's super exciting. But then I think probably 99% of those deals just kind of fizzle out. Yeah. Oh, so never, never say never. You don't know. 1%. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's great. Look, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on and having a chat to me. And thank you so much with the 14-hour time difference. We've managed to make it happen. (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you for having me. That's all right. Look, I love sharing recommendations for books with our patrons. So all I can say is to all our listeners out there, do yourself a favour and go and reserve Kimberly's Dear Wife. It's available to borrow as a paperback through the catalogue or it's also available as an e-book or an e-audio book through BorrowBox, which is one of our online platforms we use. So take care, Kimberly. Stay safe over there. And I'll really look forward to reading your new novel when it comes out over here. Thanks so much for having me. Do you love reading as much as we do? If there's nothing more enjoyable than finding a new story, then don't forget to join our Facebook group, In a Nook with a Book. It's a place where you'll find discussions, news and reviews, just like in this podcast meet other readers and help us spread the word about your favorite authors. Let's have a listen to what our librarians have been reading this week. Hi, it's Sandra from Hampton Park Library and I've been reading Normal People by Sally Rooney. This is the second book by Sally Rooney, her first book being the also acclaimed Conversations with Friends. Normal People was nominated for the 2018 Man Booker Prize and has been adapted into a critically acclaimed series set in Ireland and streaming now on Stan. This book was on our top titles at the library and piqued my interest as the blurb read like a love story but not really a love story. Oh, and also it's not very thick. It's a quick, compelling read. It's a story of a couple, Connell and Marianne, that fall in love as teenagers. It follows the twisting turns of their passionate relationship through high school, uni and into their mid-twenties. 
Marianne is unusual. She's awkward, difficult and sulky, but also sensitive, intelligent and dealing with a bully of a brother and a disinterested mother. Connell, on the other hand, is likeable, laid-back, sporty and popular. They have in common incredible academic ability and an unbreakable attraction to one another, but Connell keeps their relationship secret for fear of what people will think of his not-so-mainstream girlfriend. Their relationship and the book are a torturous ride. Their relationship is intense. They are meant for one another, but they never really allow themselves to be together. The power in the relationship tussles back and forth. They are stifled and sad. I was frustrated that they never allowed themselves to be with one another completely. Their relationship did not seem normal to me. Or is their relationship an escape from the normal? A lust and passion where they can be themselves and bear their souls to such an intensity they need to escape from each other back to normal existence just to breathe. The writing of Sally Rooney is heartbreaking and insightful. She portrays young love as it should be, obsessive, passionate, explorative. It's a contemporary story that is interwoven with topics of today, class, depression, bullying and injustice. Her writing is sparse, bare, vulnerable and elegant but sharp. It's a good quick read but a little sad. The book is also available in large print, audiobook, RB Digital and Box. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, I'm Janine from Bundle Place Library and the book I've just been reading is called The Paris Library by Janet Charles. The Paris Library is a historical fiction novel that is based on fact about the American library in Paris during World War II when the Germans invaded the city. It tells the story of Odile, who loves books and graduates from library school after being fascinated by the Dewey Decimal System. She applies for a position at the American Library in Paris, which was very much against her parents' wishes, as they believe she should just find a husband and get married. She begins her role at the library and is in her element, but soon Paris is caught up in the war. When the Germans infiltrate the city, they start to pillage libraries of the books they consider propaganda, including books by Ernest Hemingway. They had a list of banned books, which included hundreds of works. Odile believed without these books, Paris would be a, lose a part of its soul. They also had other rules, such as no Jewish people were allowed into the library. They systematically went to the Israeli library, the Ukrainian library, where they arrested the librarian who was never seen again. The chief librarian at Odile's library was horrified by this and together they formed a system whereby the staff and volunteers delivered books by foot to their subscribers to ensure that they still received their books and it was a way of relocating these supposed banned books to a safer place outside the building. They also risked their own lives delivering books to the French soldiers and hospitals while the war went on around them. There was also a cast of other colourful characters of all nationalities that spent all their days inside the library. Of course, there was a bit of romance in this novel between Odile and her French boyfriend, as well as friendships between the library staff and, of course, there was tragedy. Odile features in two timelines, one during World War II and the other in the 1980s when she moves to America and becomes somewhat of a mentor to her young next-door neighbour Lily, who she sees so much of herself as a younger girl in. I really enjoyed the many Dewey decimal quotations throughout the book and the lovely quote from the author at the end. My goal in writing this book was to share this little-known chapter of World War II history 
and capture the voices of the courageous librarians who defied the Nazis in order to help subscribers and to share a love of literature. The library is a bridge of books between cultures. I really loved reading this book and I suppose because I work in a library, the subject matter did appeal. It just goes to show that still today, libraries are changing lives. If you'd like to read this novel, please reserve it on our catalogue. Hi, I'm Beth from Bunjil Place Library and I've been reading Our Life in a Day by Jamie Fury. Our Life in a Day is a love story, but it's what I would class as a real life love story. And it um, centres on the story of Esme and Tom and The book sort of starts at the end of their story together and then takes you back through their history over a 10-year period. What I found interesting about this story is um, we have these two protagonists and um, Esme seems to drive the decision-making for this couple, but in actual fact, it's the events um, that lead to Tom being the way he is that really drive the outcome um, for this love story and and you find yourself as a reader really entrenched in Tom's journey. So he's a really interesting character and um, and it's certainly not all sunshine and roses, this particular love story. And it touches on some really great themes around mental health and, you know, the demons people carry and hide from themselves and and also they hide from the ones that they love the most. So I really enjoyed this story. Um, as I say, it's not a rainbows and unicorns uh, love story, but it's certainly um, a great reflection on real life. And I, I think a lot of people will see themselves in this book. Our Life in a Day by Jamie Fury is available in hardcover through our library catalogue. What's a Facebook? How do I write my resume? How do I read books on my phone? What's the new book from James Patterson called? How do I get my photos off my iPad? Does this sound familiar? Well, the library is here to help. Here's Emily, one of our Info Services librarians, to tell us all about Book a Librarian. My name is Emily, and I'm a customer experience librarian at the Bundle Place Library. One of my jobs is to coordinate Booker Librarian services for the community. It's a program that allows us to help by bridging certain knowledge gaps. So things like basic computer help, resume writing, filling out paperwork, things that might be a bit of a challenge to people and they just need somebody to be there to guide them. We offer that support. These sessions typically take about 30 minutes to an hour and you can have multiple sessions. So some of the success stories that we have had are things like someone coming in needing help to build their resume, we walk them through that process, we do mock interviews with them to the point where they feel confident and able to then increase their chances of landing a job.
For more details on the books mentioned in this podcast, as well as information from the library, head to www.cclc.vic.gov.au or visit our new Facebook group, In a Nook with a Book, where you can let us know what you've been reading. Until next time, this has been Janine and you've been listening to Book Matters, a CCLC podcast for people who like to read, made by people who love reading. Goodbye. Goodbye.